And welcome to another edition of 90 Minutes in Football live here from Chicago, Illinois. Today is Friday, June 10th, 2016. I'm Juan Pimiento, and you're listening on Radio the Pulse the iHeartRadio app, or, or Stitcher Radio, which that, that's where you can listen to our show live every single Friday. And the returning Zach Holden is here with me. Welcome back. Yeah, I mean, we definitely miss you both. Last week, uh, Ryan's still out. Ryan, um, well, you you and Ryan are going to graduate, yeah. actually. You're yeah. done with school. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, Ryan is with his family right now. They came over from Cincinnati to visit him, so he's taking his well-deserved time to share this special weekend with his family. It's no excuse. My family just got in, too. <laughs> Then you you know what you're right, you're right, <laughs> and because of that, we're doing picks of the week without him. He's winning still by seven points, so this is our chance to come back. Yeah, it's our only chance. It's our only chance to come back. We'll so we'll do picks at the end. Um, uh, last week, I was here. We did a the uh, express version one hour show, um, but definitely we have uh, kind of a, a follow up of last week since you know Zach, you're back, so. We'll get your thoughts on Euro, which is starting actually right now. We're in the midst of uh, halftime. Here's, it's 3.03 here in Chicago. The second half is about to start. Uh, France and Romania. The kickoff game for Euro 2016 is going on right now. 0-0 still at the Saint-Denis in France. But we'll talk Copa America, which started this week. Lots, lots and lots to talk about uh, regarding the Copa America Centenario and then uh, a lot of transfer news. We, As far as news, we were kind of a little slow this week, but we do have plenty of transfers to talk about. We have some important names, moving teams. 
this week, and I will definitely go in depth uh, into those. Um, but uh, this, uh, I mentioned last week that uh, we're going to address a little bit of the future of the show because uh, this week is the last week that we have the show live on Radio DePaul. We do have the podcast, like I said last week. We have the podcast uh, every Friday as well, every Friday night, which you can listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher, also directly on SoundCloud if you prefer. Uh, but moving forward, we're going to be doing only the podcast. So uh, we're doing, we're going to do a podcast. It might be at least once a week, once or twice a week, depending on our schedules. Um, it may not be Fridays. Again, it's, it's going to be a very flexible, very flexible scheduling. Uh, but we, we, we're still going to have the show. We're going to record a podcast every week. Uh, so definitely uh, stay tuned. Uh, that's why you need to sub- subscribe. Subscribe to us on iTunes so you, the shows can drop into your phones automatically each and every week. Um, but let's talk about the transfers that happened this week. Uh, uh, let me First of all, let me get your thoughts. Uh, last week it was official that Ilkay Gundogan was going to Manchester City. He finally, he told the team, I was like, look, I've already signed. Just tweet it out. Yeah. Twain tweeted it out. And uh, again, he's going to Manchester City from the Borussia Dortmund for 27 million euros. Uh, that was the name that was most talked about for uh, City as far as the first name to go to Pep Guardiola's new team. So what? Uh, now that it's official, what what's your thoughts on that? It's a perfect pickup for both the club and Guardiola's system. He's, I mean, he's the only person that probably knows uh, Gundogan better than Guardiola is maybe Klopp yeah, and yeah. Tuchel. Um, Guardiola's played against him so much. He's just such a versatile center midfielder. And this move, he's only leaving Dortmund at this time because he's gone through injuries the last two years right at crucial times either near the winter or right before the summer so teams don't want to take a gamble on him he had a full season finally and he's he was one of the biggest reasons that Dortmund was even still in the Bundesliga kind of making it somewhat competitive against Bayern uh I I want to say he's going to be the direct replacement to Torre um he's not exactly the same kind of player mold wise but Guardiola doesn't use that kind of Torre player Mm -hmm. for the most part. You don't need that big, strong enforcer. You need a good defensive midfielder that'll grind out stuff, but also has vision. So 27 mil, that's a steal. Even, even though he's injured. Yeah. Because he's injured right now. He's not in the Euros. Yeah. Interesting. Because I know like that, that, that's, that was the one thing, um, the one skeptic reaction was the price, knowing that the injury history and the yeah. fact that he's currently injured, but twenty-seven for City is yeah. I mean, that's like true. nothing. But also, if you look at it from the other way, he's not in the Euros. He is recovering from injury still, so mm-hmm. he's going to have the entire summer off. That a is lot true. of these players aren't going to, so he can come back fresher than ever. And we've already seen with Guardiola's teams that they don't really go through a lot of injuries. It's just the way he plays, the way he rotates, and stuff like that. So I think getting into a system like that is going to be beneficial for Gundogan's career. Yeah, and that is true. I mean, and uh, he he may or may not come back in time for the start of the season. He'll yeah. probably miss out on, on, on the first few games. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, yeah, when he comes back, he figures to be his 
Sergio Busquets yeah or his Xavi Alonso type type guy um but definitely yeah that was the first the first domino to fall in in a lot of ways at least in Premier League yeah the other Manchester team they already announced their first signing this week Manchester United and it's not Slatan. Surprisingly enough, we everybody thought the announcement was gonna come uh, any day now. Tuesday, he kind of teased like a little announcement of sorts, um, and he ended up being like an announcement about like some business venture he was gonna do. Was it? I heard I, he got a house recently. He did, but um, that yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't buying a house to live in Manchester. It was buying a house for some other reason. Yeah, so that was the big teaser. I know, like, he's, like, starting his own, like, clothing line, sports clothing line. So, I don't – and I didn't watch it because – He's got to catch up to Beckham. He, yes, he does. That I mean, and we know we know he loves the money. Oh, yeah. And he's going to get plenty of it. I think, like, you know, he'll he'll sign eventually. But I, the first name that uh, that's coming to Old Trafford, the first name signed by Jose Mourinho is Eric Bailey, uh, Ivorian defender for Villarreal. He's 22 years old. He was the he was the leader of the defense for a team that ended in fourth place, sur- very surprising fourth place in La Liga, who made it to this all the way to the semifinals in the Europa League. Uh, a lot in part because of of Eric Bailly. Uh, he came to Villarreal from Espanol for about I think it was like about five million euros. Goes to Manchester United for thirty two. Like I said, he's twenty two years old. Uh, he pretty much projects to be the prototypical Mourinho defender great size strength but quickness at the same time uh, if you look at the in, like if you look up videos of him on YouTube you'll see there's one highlight of him uh, attacking a, a counter-attacking Cristiano Ronaldo and just wiping him out with a cl- an absolutely clean tackle so that's the kind of thing that uh, that kind of catches your eye about Eric Bailly as far as the, so he's 22 years old he's a defender coming in in a team that improvised with their defense with Daly Blind being a center center back with Chris Smalling otherwise uh, Phil Jones is still there and that's pretty much it otherwise it's just a bunch of you know young players um or makeshift well, you got the you got uh the young center back um which one <laughs> I guess you've got multiple. I mean, we got uh, Tim Fozu, Patty McNair, Patty McNair, um, um, who I think uh, I I saw some um, an interview where he said that he wanted to play more in the midfield, which he, that's what he plays in Northern Ireland, which yeah. you're, you're going to see in the Euros. He is their starting defensive mid, but I mean, I think you know he could play both yeah. easily. Um, otherwise, I mean, Marcos Rojo can play center back. Um, Axel Twanziv can still can play, but he's still I mean he's still pretty raw. Um, so I mean that uh, again, but it, not the not the John Stones no. that perhaps was rumored, but still a, a a player projected to be perhaps one day maybe as good as John Stones could be. Honestly, I think this is a better signing than John Stones because Stones would have come. Around the same price, I, I I think you could probably get stones around maybe not thirty two, but maybe between forty forty five. Um, mm-hmm. But stones is going to demand those high wages, and stones doesn't seem to fit a Mourinho style. This guy does, mm-hmm. and 
I think it it we talked about it when we talked about the United transfer segment. Yep. I said you guys have to get at least two center backs, and this is the one. And I could totally see you guys getting another one, maybe not of this price range, mm-hmm. but another fifteen million dollar center back or something, just another reliable option. Because at the moment, if you look at it, you would assume that he starts alongside Smalling today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you have you have to find a solid alternative for a number three who isn't a defensive midfielder makeshift or a left or right back makeshift. You need that actual true center back and they might have paid a little bit too much for him but nowadays I mean money's relative and everybody costs more than they should just because they know people will pay it and they know all kinds of stuff like it's like the uh I saw a report that Watford turned down 20 mil from Leicester for Troy Deeney that's right yeah so Watford can say <laughs> no to twenty million dollars these days, or twenty million euros. Yeah, that's just that says how crazy <laughs> the transfer market is. It is, and uh, I mean it's, and it's also remember the Renato Sanchez signing. Like it yeah. could go, it could go up to eighty million with incentives. Isn't that the Martial deal? That can exactly. go up to eighty, ninety. I think exactly the same. And that's, I mean, United got a lot of crap. Oh yeah, for that. And I mean, I mean, so far. He's so proving far, it. So good, yeah. So we'll far, see, so good. We'll see what he does in the Euros. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which he's not. He didn't start today. No, uh, he's off the bench uh, right now. Dimitri Payet, which I, you predicted it. Yeah, I didn't think he would start at least in the first game. I, I think they had to kind of feel out. I thought it was interesting the third starting a four four two. That's true. None of us thought mm-hmm. that. That's true. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the game as yeah. it's going on uh, right now. It is the fifty third minute. 54th now it's still not 0-0 I'm kind of surprised now we're about deep in the second half and still nothing nothing at the Saint-Denis but definitely I mean when you have a team that Van Gaal put Daly Blind at center back he did well I mean for the most part he did what he had to exactly for for that not being his natural position he I mean he was serviceable at least Uh, I mean he tried Michael Carrick at center back and that was a disaster yeah in that uh, West Ham, that famous West Ham game at the end of the season. So definitely, um, we had to bring a center back. I think it's a bargain. I think that this is that uh, this is such a shift from like the United transfer policy. It's since a shift Ferguson from the Mourinho left. one too. Mourinho, if you think of Mourinho, you don't think of him buying a 22-year-old. That's true. To pretty much be the focal point of his defense. Yeah, and, and I mean, I would, I would still wouldn't rule out him not going for John Stones because we we know okay. how we know how much I mean, just from judging how much he wanted him at, when he was at Chelsea. Yeah, and I mean, he like incessantly bid for Stones, so I wouldn't rule it out. Well, there was there was the report that came out that Stone turned down ninety k a week from Barcelona recently. So if he's able to turn down that kind of money, that's true, and that's. Everton giving him away to a different league mm-hmm. for him to stay in the league and go to a different team I don't think yeah. it'd be worth it and I think he he also turned down City and Chelsea okay so he either wants to stay or he's got one team in mind that he's waiting for and mm-hmm. whether that's United or whether that's Real Madrid or something like that we'll have to wait and see 
But John Stones will be, I mean, he'll be one of those players that the, the, the saga is written almost. Yeah. And he we're going to hear about him incessantly, this transfer window. But I, I definitely, because um, Phil Jones... My, I think I think he he's he's run out of chances. Yeah, definitely. So he he can stay if he accepts a backup role. He can stay. Otherwise, he would, he'd be a good four. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think especially because we, we still have a, a lot of youth. Yeah. So. Def. I think, I would. I, I'm not. I, I still kind of. I don't know if, if it was because I expected a big name defender to come in because I definitely thought for sure. With, yeah. Because Chris Smalling. By himself, he doesn't cut it. He grew a lot, yeah, his last season. But he has—I mean, he he can grow even more. But he has to have a bona fide center back beside him. Yeah, he got so much better this year. He used to honestly be a joke. He was. Like, I mean, he was terrible for United. He was—it was like almost pathetic. France just scored. Giroud. Oh, your boy Ole Giroud. Um, one nothing France. Uh. 57 minutes, so finally they got off the schneid. Yeah, uh, but going back, back to, to Smalling, yeah. it was whenever you would see him in the England squad, it was like, okay, who's hurt? Who, like, <laughs> yeah. how many people are hurt that you have to put Chris Smalling in? And it's it's nice to see him kind of like come into fruition, mm-hmm. even though it is a good three to four years later than most people thought. But I mean, he's definitely proven his worth. But like you said, he needs that elite player next to him or at least whether it's elite or not you just need a reliable actual mm-hmm. center back who's good and hopefully that'll be Eric Bailly and yeah. I think he has the potential to be even eventually that yeah. bona fide center back I mean if he's this highly touted at 22 and he's mm-hmm. already proven and he was a focal point of Villarreal finishing fourth in a not easy La Liga not at all that says a lot Absolutely. Whether his game can translate into the English game or not is different. We've seen some players that struggle, such as Mangala. Yep. We've we've seen it far too often. So, but I think if anyone can can help with that is Mourinho. Yes, it's a manager that's proven himself in La Liga, who is taking over a Premier League team because he can even shift the way his defense plays to start to make it work for him, and then slowly transition him into the more traditional mm-hmm. English style. Exactly. Speaking of transition, a player who's transitioning from one league to another is Danny Alves. Uh, the The rumor started last week. Um, it was the, the he announced that he was not renewing with Barcelona, despite the fact that he signed a new deal before last season. But he worked that he worked in an opt out, and he exercised the opt out this summer. He goes to Juventus. As a free agent, so at no cost to Juventus, they get Dani Alves, who arguably has been one, one if not the best right back in the world for years now. Uh, I, I, I have my doubts about him as a player, but I mean, I, you can't deny that for his role, he's been again one of the best in the world. Definitely a big part of the Barcelona era, the the, the Guardiola, Luis Enrique era. And uh, now he goes to Juventus, who again, just like they did last year with, or I think it was last year with, with Patrice Evra coming in on the free. Now here comes Danny Alves. Um, interesting because, yeah, I mean, the, with Allegri, they kind of switched to a, a four in the back again. 
so he might fit in there. But I mean, they do have um, Stefan Lichtsteiner, who is their 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 starting right back, as it was last season, and a Mar- Mar- well, Martin Casares has been injured, and I he I don't think he got his contract renewed by Juventus. So Danny Alves coming to Juventus, uh, as we talked about in the transfer preview uh, for Juventus, that is just looking for additional help to get to the next level, which is winning the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw, like you said, with Evera. I think it's a great pickup. Um, granted, he's not as young as he was, but nice. Lichtensteiner's... 32, 33? Lichtensteiner's 31, I think. So that, that, Yeah, that's true. They're, they're definitely looking for the now. Like, they're mm-hmm. putting all their eggs in a basket for next season, maybe the following season, if they can kind of keep the players patched up together. But the biggest thing is who does Barcelona replace him with? And I know you've said you think it's eventually going to be Bellerin. Yep. I still stand by it. You think it's this season they get Bellerin? I don't think so. Okay. I think, I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't don't know how sure this is, but I mean, they do have Alish Vidal. Maybe they'll give him a shot. I think that look, it, it it comes down to this. It's either going to be him, it's either Vidal, Bellerin, or someone else. Yeah. I mean, I think if I mean you have to get somebody. I mean that. I mean yeah, definitely at least one. Because I've heard reports that Vidal wants to leave, and 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 teams have asked about him. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he hasn't been a world beater for Barcelona this season. Just like him and Arda Turan, kind of a the, the, the couple of disappointing signings. But now, I mean, he has now. A chance to get the nod. Yeah, the job is wide open. Uh, otherwise, I mean, if again, because I guess what I'm trying to say is, Bellerin doesn't come. I think it means that chance that Vidal is gonna get the nod. Yeah, and if he do, and if Bellerin doesn't come this season, I, I don't think it probably won't be for another couple of seasons. I think if, if Barcelona is very is high on Bellerin, they'll get him now because. Otherwise, I mean, I think, and it depends on Vidal. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, basically, I, mean, well, I don't think Bellerin's going to come this season specifically. I think if Bellerin doesn't come this season, I don't see him leaving because he's he's at an age where he's liking, he's loving London more and more, mm-hmm. and he, unlike Sesk, realizes that had Sesk hypothetically had Sesk stayed at Barcelona, he wouldn't have been the player that he turned into. No, definitely, he's yeah. not. I mean, I think he's on the d- the decline now, which is kind of surprising to say because he's only in his late 20s. Yeah. I mean, technically, but, this would have been his prime yeah, still. But I just, I don't know. I feel like he was just used differently at Chelsea and it affected him. Bellerin is, I mean, he can, wherever he goes, if he stays at Arsenal too, which I'm hoping, I mean, that's a, you've got a guaranteed starting right back for at least 10 more years. Mm-hmm. Like. That's the investment that if you want a player, you make that kind of thing. And I'm hearing, I've heard rumors that Arsenal is going to offer him a new bumper deal to keep him. He seems really happy there. He's even, they've asked him about it multiple times. And um, he said something along the lines of, uh, I would not be where I am now if I had stayed at Barcelona when I was younger. So that's, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. So it's, he's, I think he's one of the, few players that actually realizes that he has a good thing going the money's not that big of a deal because honestly like Arsenal can match Barcelona's 
like wage if they need to. So it's all about, I guess, winning. And I mean, he's got two trophies with Arsenal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's not as granted. That's not as many as Barcelona, but it's, I don't know. I, I think he's just, he's still got the Barcelona at heart. You know, he does. Cause oh, he yeah. grew up like that's how he grew up. But I think Arsenal's right there with it. If not stronger in his heart right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think definitely they have a chance to keep him, and it'd be very smart of them to offer them a deal now. And we know that, I mean, uh, that contract renewals don't mean anything. And well, actually you pointed it out. Now we have uh, a penalty kick for Romania. So we have a chance to actually have Romania tie in the game. Uh, I can't tell who's uh, about to take the kick, uh, but uh, uh, they score. And uh, oh, it was Stanku. Okay, so Stanku penalty kick for Romania, one-one. First potential upset of the Euros brewing right now. France won, Romania won, and uh, a penalty kick for Romania. Like I said, sixty-fifth minute. Didier Deschamps looks very worried. Uh, France still got time. Let's see what the champs, uh, how the champs moves the team around. To I mean, I, it'd be terrible if France couldn't win at home the first the inaugural game of the Euro against Romania when they should have. Uh, but uh, definitely for the uh, back to the fr- the transfer for Bellerin, I you know I, I I agree with that definitely. I think smart uh, Arsenal will be very smart to offer him a deal now. I was going about I was in the middle of saying that that when you hear. Uh, players renewing contracts it doesn't mean anything because you know it's still a team can still snatch him up yeah at any time uh but i think if you if you offer him a good contract it'll show him you know that you know how much you appreciate him exactly that you think that he's you know the right back of the future and he's still young enough to i mean his professional life has been only at arsenal so i think absolutely kind of gives him like a more chance to to be more attached to arsenal and be willing to stay there at least you know for a few more years yeah and i mean like we said he's young enough where he could he signs a five-year deal stays with arsenal leaves mm-hmm. after that he's still only 26 yeah definitely that's and I, still the prime of a normal right back's career like he can easily go on to another team and still put in another four to five years there and help them out exactly yeah exactly and he, he can help arsenal out in the in the short run absolutely uh but uh just to uh Announce more signings to happen this week. Uh, Sebastian Roda, who was just in, in Bayern Munich, if you didn't notice, because he didn't play much. Uh, he goes from Bayern Munich to Borussia Dortmund for $14 million. Uh, Barcelona signed Denis Suarez, has been uh, rumored for a while now. The young winger for Villarreal, also very important for that team. He makes the move back to Barcelona, which is that where that's where he developed as a player for three three and a quarter million. Uh, Michael Carrick. Sign another year with United. Very, very happy about that because it's a very young team that needs veteran leadership, and he is that. Him, I think, along with Wayne Rooney, have to be there for the young players. Ever Banega, one of the key players for Sevilla's run to the Europa League championship, he leaves. He had been talked about before the the start of the transfer li- the window. He goes for free to Inter Milan. Another name in that stack of Inter Milan players. Yeah, with Ever Banega, and then. Hiromin, Hiromin, if I say his name, Hieronimo Rulli, Argentinian goalkeeper, very highly touted in La Liga. He gets picked up by Real Sociedad from uh, his original team in Maldonado in Uruguay for $8 million. Uh, so uh, quickly, just off of those uh, transfers that are rattled out, uh, what would you highlight? 
I think the the Dennis Suarez to Barcelona is interesting because is he going to play? He's he is he's coming off the bench. Like I think is he going to be consistent bench or is it going to be he's going to pop in every three to four games? I see. I don't know because it's just such a their midfield's already crowded. He'll probably be look he. He'll he's gonna he's gonna be insurance for the for the MSN. Okay. I think that's where he's gonna be, and okay. that's something that Barcelona have been missing this yeah. season, as we saw. Aside so, from that, I mean, definitely, like you said, the Carrick deal just for the you need that seniority, that veteran leadership, and I mean, Schweinsteiger is not gonna give it to you because he's still a new guy. Oh, like, definitely. You you get him because he's got that seniority, but Carrick and Rooney. And I guess you could even say Phil Jones at this point. Those are the seniors <laughs> on that team. So yeah, um, the one you forgot to mention was the Bartra. Oh yeah, that was yeah from last week. Uh, wanted to get the, your thoughts on that Bartra from Barcelona to Dortmund. Yeah, for eight million. That's uh, interesting. Um, he's definitely not going to be a direct replacement for Hummels. Um, but I mean, he's it's not a bad third fourth option because. If you think of it right now with a healthy, assuming their center backs stay healthy, their starters are going to be Socrates and um, Subotic. And Subotic, yep. Um, so Bartra's a good third option. I think we're still. I think they'll still end up getting somebody who's more of a marquee center back. So he'll turn into a fourth option slash. I guess you could even throw him at defensive mid or out. He you could throw him out wide, can't. Ugh, I don't know. He could barely hold up a center back. Nah. I don't know if you want to put him out in the in the, the German backs. league's different, though. It so. is definitely, and I mean, if I think uh, Thomas Tuchel can can be someone to help him out because with this move, it means he was a flop. Yeah, at Barcelona, they gave up. You know, I think I'm just thinking. You know, they gave him up for he was the future. Yeah. So I. It's just admitting failure. Exactly for such a for eight million. Yeah. Um. A couple other rumors that popped up today was uh, Brielimbolo potentially going to United oh, uh, for brother. a lot of money, which hmm. were it not Mourinho, I don't, I, I can't see Mourinho making that deal because the amount of money he would have to give up for it. Granted, all you have to do is say, look at Martial, but. Do you want that much youth up top? I don't we, think so. We don't. We got Rashford. Exactly. We don't need it. Mbolo's great, and yeah. I think he's literally the closest thing to Lukaku out there. Mm-hmm. But you've already got that striker of the future. You you don't yeah. need, and that kind of player doesn't fit your system. Look at Lukaku and mm-hmm. Chelsea. They let him go. So um, another one that popped up was uh, Middlesbrough trying to make a bid for Falcao on loan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I think would be. I mean, for his career, what, what do you have to lose? Like, third time's the charm in the Premier League, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then the big one uh-huh. that's still just a rumor at this point was that Neymar agreed to a move to PSG in 2017. Really? Yeah. Oh, brother. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why would he go from Barcelona to money? That's the only thing. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess you'll need it if the – tax evasion stuff comes around and that might be it too i mean there's no better way to kind of get away from it than to literally get out of the country (laughs) and go to a place where they'll give you so much money to make up for taxes so he'll never have to worry about tax evasion anymore at psg yeah well that if he stays away from his dad i think he'll he'll never have to worry about it because i mean his, his dad is a leech definitely uh oh wow i mean i if it happens good for psg 
they get a, a great player, but for I mean for him, I, he's in a good situation, right? Like, I mean, uh, you know, he doesn't have to be the guy at all, and he's still a superstar. He would definitely have to be the guy at PSG too. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've seen him do it. He did it at Santos, but to compare Santos yeah. to PSG <laughs> or even to Barcelona, are completely different. I think it's crazy. Um, it would be crazy for him to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're paying him a million a week, like. If you're worried about money, he sh- he can't be worried about money. No, he's uh, doesn't he have the the Jordan cleat now? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's set with Nike for life. He's got he's guaranteed granted your guaranteed trophies at either Barcelona or PSG to some extent. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna trade playing with Messi and Suarez for playing with who even knows who's gonna be there at that point? Exactly. Cavani's probably not gonna be there by 2017. Ibra's gone. Yeah, Ibra's gone. I mean, what are you gonna play with Rabio? He's probably not gonna be there. <laughs> and he, might, he might. <laughs> You're gonna play with like a 30 year old Javier Pastore and a Di Maria who might flop too. You yeah, know. like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be a dumb move, yeah. especially it's a year away. Yeah, but it is. It's just a rumor at this point. It's speculation and. We don't see these pre-deals made for players of this caliber. Exactly. Just Actually, so you know, I don't think it's legal to make these deals not, either. So unless you're, I mean, unless, unless you're was, in the final six months. Exactly. If it's a Bossman deal, yeah, then absolutely. But but it's not. It's not. <laughs> exactly. By the way, we're not having breaks this week. Okay. Yeah. No. This is the last show, man. We're, we're just gonna go. Yeah. Forget this. Like, rid of the Paul. It's not gonna come get us. That's fine. So, I mean, let's keep talking. I mean, you. I'll throw in one more rumor. Yeah. A player is playing right now, Paul Pogba, who's been the rumor of the transfer window. Apparently, yeah, City is out for Pogba. Guardiola said, "Guardiola said we're not gonna go for Pogba." Yeah. Apparently, the the reports coming out of Manchester is that United already made a bid for him. Hundred and twenty. That's what I saw. Hundred and twenty. Uh, Real Madrid's in on him, but apparently, and and throw in another thing. In an interview, he said. He talked about they asked him about Manchester. He said he still has. He actually spoke very fondly of Manchester. He's like, I have a lot of friends there, a lot of memories. I still keep in touch with them. I love being there, growing up there. So, apparently, the leader in the clubhouse for Pogba is none other than Manchester United. Yeah, which is crazy to think about because, again, we ditched them. Yeah, it's so. He is going to be the most talked about name. He already is. This yeah. summer. He has been the past two summers. I don't see him leaving. I One, I don't see a club spending the amount that's going to be required to get him. Because I mm-hmm. think if Juventus let him go for any less than 150 million euros, wow. not pounds, oh my God. euros, then they're, then they're losing. That is insane money. It's insane money, but there's no single player in the world that you can – effectively build a team around like him uh with his youth yeah his size his skill his still growing potential like he's not even as good as he's going to be yet hopefully yeah so i think i think he's one of those guys too that realizes i'm getting better every year at juventus juventus isn't getting worse by any means they're still making those transfers Juventus probably would have been the champion would have been in the Champions League final again had they actually gotten a real replacement for Tevez. Yeah. That's all they needed. That's the only thing that was different between that team was not having that clinical finisher. And And they can't have one in um Dybala. Yeah. Because he had a great season. Yeah. So 
he's going to be talked about. The numbers are <laughs> there. There's going to be another bid or two from somebody that's going to be rejected. But Real I Madrid. Just, I just I can't see a team justifying that much because I mean even you can't even justify the Bale deal. Like even if Bale would score fifty goals a year, you're still like you gave up over a hundred million for one player. More than Ronaldo. Yeah, and you still. Well, I guess they did win the Champions League twice. They did. Since he's arrived. That's, so yeah. that is justifiable. <laughs> they did actually. Oh, they're taking off Pogba. And in, ironically enough, yeah. in comes Anthony Marshall. Hopefully his next his, his new teammate. I thought he would go on sooner. They took off Griezmann uh, and put For on Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. Uh, interesting moves. It is. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that yeah, Pogba is gonna be yeah. I mean, he already. I'm already kind of tired of the Pogba rumors. Yeah, for every team it seems. There's more the um. I know Obama Yang. His name's been floating around the city a lot in the last day or so. Apparently, he's learning English. Yeah. Um. Again, another. He would be a great pickup for Guardiola. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. Do you play him alongside Aguero, or do you play him instead of Aguero? Who? I mean, how? Because c- they're similar. They're both quick. They're both clinical. But Obama Yang gives you an extra six inches on Aguero. He's a taller player. Unless you put Aguero wide, you can't play them both. I mean, you could. You could do but a four-four-two, but but is Guardiola going to switch from four-three-three? Because it. I guess it depends on the crop of players he has. But I mean, but he still did it at Bayern. Yeah. See, that's my thing. Like, I thought if if any team would have made him change, it would have been Bayern. Yeah. And still, he still implemented his system. Yeah. Made it work. Well, at Bayern, he he had an established Ribery and Robin that you can easily do a four three three. At City, you don't. Who do you have that's gonna play out wide besides Jesus Navas? Sterling. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but which I think Sterling, Sterling is I think he he he's gonna benefit greatly from Guardiola. Oh yeah, I yeah. think he, it's like him. It's like um, what 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 he did with Douglas Costa. Yeah, I think that could be something that we can be watching out for Sterling. Yeah, but like I said, Jesus Navas, that means he's gonna stay, and I feel like Jesus Navas hasn't quite been in the the best form, and mm, at least not last season. Yeah, yeah, so. I mean, we've seen what he can do, but Obama Yang would definitely be interesting. Uh, Mkhitaryan's name's been floating around a lot. But that would be... To Arsenal or Chelsea, actually. Okay, let me ask you about that, because you have Ozil. Yeah. And uh, Mkhitaryan is very much like him. Yes. As a playmaker. Had an amazing... By the way, very underrated. I've said it many times here. One of the most underrated players in the world, Henrik Mkhitaryan, had an amazing season with Dortmund. I mean, do you like that? How would you how would you manage that? Because you have a credit midfield already. Yeah. And Ozil. I mean, it's the best kind of problem to have. Yes, it is. If you think about it, but it's such a non-Arsenal thing. But then again, <laughs> so is signing a player before June, and Arsenal did it. So I don't know if – I think Wenger's – kind of is like this is my last year I'm going to shake things up to set the team up for the future mm-hmm. and that's why we're seeing this different deal I mean Arsenal I heard a report today that they agreed to deal with um, Holding from Boston or uh, yep. Bolton that's right mm-hmm. young center back 1.5 million which is dirt cheap for a player of his potential yeah it's for it's a future thing yeah, yeah definitely um, 
but I don't see the Mkhitaryan deal happening just because I don't think he'll be okay with playing second fiddle. No. Um, Neither will Ozil. Yeah, so, and you can't fit them both in. It's, I mean, because neither one are, I mean, Ozil doesn't play better out wide. Mkhitaryan's not going to play out wide. You've got Sanchez on one side, and you've got, I guess, Theo. A Wobi or... Yeah, you've got a Wobi or... When Can't. Welbeck comes back, you can play him out wide. Right. Or maybe maybe you give Nabry an actual shot if he stays healthy. He's still but got the potential. Actually, Chamberlain, no? Is he, is I he think staying? he's going to leave. I, mean, I know Theo Walcott's probably going to leave. One of the two will leave. Both won't. Okay, because they can't afford to lose both. Then you'll play one of the. Then one of them yeah, will, will, one play of the two will play with opposite there. Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have like the 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 two behind them, which oh, we talked about extensively. Joe Campbell too. I mean, he's been ignored. I mean, I've been growing about Campbell all season, and still he keeps played getting more, ignored. He well, obviously, he played more this season than he has previously. But I think, I mean, that would be a dangerous combination if you have Sanchez on the left and Joel on the right. That's not. I'm not going to say the same talent level wise, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what Bayern's done with. Ribery and Robin, you put a left-footed player on the right mm-hmm. and a right-footed player on the left, and they cut in, and it's dangerous. And Joel's shown that he can score some crazy goals. I mean, he did it against you guys yep, in the yep, Champions League. I remember. League. So, he's a great player. Look, he, yeah. he, he's a very good player. I think this is, because they have such a question mark on the right wing now, mm-hmm. this might be the year that Joel actually breaks through and gets a lot more playing time. Because, like I said, you're not going to put Sanchez out on the right unless you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you're going to have to is if you have to put Ozil on the left because you have somebody else in the middle. And that's why I don't see the Mkhitaryan deal going. I mean, and Ozil has played out. He played out wide in Real Madrid when he first came yeah. in because Kaká well, was still there. He played out wide at Arsenal a lot because they were still playing Santi Cazorla true, at attacking true. mid. You're right. Um, but once Wenger realized that Santi is a deep-lying midfielder was infinitely better. It switched it up and it allowed Ozil to get back into the center. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I still I would welcome it, yeah. the deal just because mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to have insurance. Ozil doesn't really get hurt that much, but if you can kind of give him a rest on some games, like I'm sure Ozil's not going to care about playing Middlesbrough or playing at, like, there's teams that Ozil can easily take a game off that they mm-hmm. haven't been able to do that before because if you give him that game off, then he's been forced to start like late in the season when he would give Ozil a game off or sub him out. Yeah. He would put a Wobi there, and a mm-hmm. Wobi's not the same kind of player as Ozil. He's not a playmaker so, type, yeah. No, so if you have a backup like that and a backup of that quality, then it's literally you're bordering into like... I mean, that's a luxury backup. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's like Chelsea, Man City luxury backup yeah. there. Real, yeah, um, exactly. But speaking of Chelsea, too, they're supposedly stepping up interest for Conte. Who? And Arsenal have been the one team talked about for Conte. Yeah, which I don't... If they move for Conte, that's just surplus at this point. Okay, another one. And I think we'll, we'll move on after this one. Jamie Vardy to Arsenal. Because <laughs> I know you haven't thought about that. Uh, I think if Arsenal moves for Jamie Vardy and they don't win the title next year, mm-hmm. it's a failure. Oh, big time. There's no reason to move for a player of that caliber and to give him, honestly, a deal for more than a year or two. And and, th- and I think it's $37 million? What was the number that the number that's been floating out there that it's, it's, it's 
20 million euro okay that's his buyout okay yeah he's yeah, he's uh, buyout clause okay yeah. okay but i mean if you think 20 mil for jamie vardy who's got like realistically maybe one more we don't even know if he'll do well in that system like i think he's solely a systematic player i think i mean i think fit, so too yeah he fit in that lester system the fact that lester at this point with all these transfers that have gone on the fact that conte is still there the fact that Mares is still there, mm-hmm. I think they can keep him. I, I think mean, they should keep him. They should. If they can keep that core, I don't think Leicester's going to win the league again next year, but Leicester could easily like upset some quality teams in the Champions League, and they can definitely make us at least a run in, into the top six for next year for, oh, the, absolutely. for the Premier League. Yeah, and, and, I mean, make a little noise in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely that team that, is they're they're they would go in as I guess they would go in at uh, pot one. Uh, they they yeah for yeah. Uh, Premier League champions. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, I mean it would be, but they have to keep him though. Yes, no, they do, and I I honestly think they will. Um, last I've been seeing is he's he's leaning towards a Leicester stay now. If he scores like ten <laughs> goals at yeah. the Euro. I think he'll leave, but if he has a subpar to even decent Euro, I mean he'll be staying there. Speaking of Euro, let's talk about Euro. All right. So just a quick update. Um, 85th minute. It's still 1-1. Uh, France, they, like we mentioned, uh, Martial is in and Coleman is in. So And it's still 1-1. So, I mean, we'll keep you posted. Four minutes led. Romania's Romania's getting there. Romania's actually they're holding their own. They're holding their own. Um, you caught you caught a little bit of the first half. Yeah. of the game, and France played ve- started off very well. Had um, they had a great chance with that Griezmann had her. Yeah, off the post, and that I mean they had a couple more chances before that couple shots. Uh, it again, it's still one one. What's going on with France? I don't know. I mean, they've had chances. Um, while we've had the show, they were Pogba had a volley that had their goalie not made just the right kind of save would have probably gone through the net. It was that hard. Mm-hmm. They've had multiple chances, and there was actually Giroud got clipped in the box shortly after their penalty, um, and it probably should have been called as a penalty, but it wasn't. But I don't. I mean. France is Romania is just holding their own. That's all you can say because France is dominating the possession. Mm-hmm. They're stringing together passes. They're getting off the shots. Romania's goalkeeper and their defense are just doing everything at the last moment when you need to. And it's it at the moment looks like it's gonna bring our first. We're gonna be one for one for upsets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we still have it's eighty eighty seventh minute now. I mean, let let's see what happens. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. Uh, but let me get your thoughts. I did. My predictions for the Euro, uh, what, what, what we we did the groups yeah before, um, well, what do you think about as far as now like the favorites who's gonna win dark horses your Euro preview, I think and predictions by the way yes um if I had to pick maybe four favorites uh even with this game I would still have to give France a nod as a favorite um. Germany just because they're Germany. Uh Belgium just for this 
should be the tournament that they break out in. You put them as a favorite? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think World Cup, it was a very popular dark horse pick, but we've seen what this Belgian team can do, and I think it would put them into the favorite level. Mm -hmm. And after that, I mean, I guess you have to put Spain as the fourth because I don't have enough faith in this English squad yet. We haven't really seen them. And we haven't seen them in action yet. I mean, we'll see them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they've and done then, they've done very well so far. Yeah. I mean, there it is, Paye. Oh, there we go. We got the two one. Uh, so France, it looks like they're gonna pull it off. Dimitri Paye. I mean, you, describe the goal because I I got the screen behind me. I, I just don't know I all I saw was the ball hit the net <laughs> okay. and Paye run, and then Giroud actually pushed him down to force into the slide. Oh, oh boy. It was great. Uh, but yeah, the, the disappointment in the Romanian players, you can tell, because they had, they had a great second half going so far. But uh, 89th minute, uh, Dimitri Paye, who started the game and has uh, played. Actually, I've seen him very much do this, the same that he did at uh, West Ham. He's been uh, kind of drift drifting into the middle. Oh. Uh, what a great strike. Uh, great uh, left-footed shot up to the, the far post. Almost upper 90 for uh, Dimitri. What a great shot. That was perfect. There's no way uh, Tato Renato gets to that. No. So France, well, France looks like they're going to, they might hold on to to sneak this one out. Uh, two to one. But uh, as you were saying, so you had uh, yeah, France, I, Germany, Belgium, and Spain as Spain, your favorites. Yeah, Spain are my favorite. Or those are my four favorites. Um, I'm going to go with. Probably what I'm going to say the most disappointing team of the tournament, and I think you hinted that it's yours too. I'm going to say it's going to be Italy. Yeah, I yeah. Last week I said uh, yeah, yeah, because it's just it's not that this Italian team is bad by any means. They just don't have goals. They <laughs> don't. Yeah. There's no, if they score more than two goals in their three group stages, wow. I'll be surprised. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, they just they don't have it. Um. It's, I mean, it's it's set up. It's going to be a great Euro. Uh, Definitely. The best group to watch, I mean, arguably would be B. Hmm. Even over Group D? Yeah. The Spain group? Yeah, because the Czech Republic, Turkey, and Croatia are all good teams. Yes. Russia has a great team. Well, you'll know my thoughts about Russia, but go ahead. We do, well, yeah. Russia on paper has a great team. Mm-hmm. And the Wales team, I mean, there's not many teams in the world that have been playing better than them right now. And for some reason, Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey can literally carry the entire team. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how they do it. There's no, I mean, Ronaldo can't even carry Portugal. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that B, and then Slovakia is always one of those teams where they should be beat, but... They can be tricky sometimes, so I I'm yes. looking forward to watching B a lot. Strong, strong defensively, yeah, very solid. I'm looking forward to watching a lot of Group B. Obviously, Group D too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the more obvious group of death, quote unquote. Um, another team, I think it's it's gonna sound crazy saying dark horse, but mm-hmm. Portugal. I mean, the way the team's been playing, yeah. the good balance of youth and experience. And you've got Charisma. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if he scores goals like he did in that friendly they had a, a few Tonya, days ago, yep. oh my 
gosh. That one he scored from the angle, the first one, that I That mean, was amazing. Just yeah. the goals that he either scored or set up. You'd think you wouldn't think that that's a 32 year old playing out there. You'd think it's. You the, thought that's the player that you uh, thought Mourinho wanted. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that's actually going to be on par with Ronaldo in the Portuguese youth. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, otherwise, and it's crazy to think of Portugal. It is as a dark horse. It really is because any team that has Ronaldo, I mean, yeah, it's. You would almost give them kind of like a guaranteed spot as the favorites, but we've just seen them underperform so much, even with arguably better teams than they're bringing now. Mm -hmm. But we've been seeing a lot of teams that thrive nowadays on the international stage with a good balance of youth and experience. Mm -hmm. We're not going to see that Spain team where they all grew up together. Mm -hmm. They're all pretty much the same age. We're not going to see that again for a while, except for maybe in this French team in about two or three years or even in that Belgian team potentially um, oh that, and yeah we're if we we, we pause because uh France had another an, an, a shot to Sissoko Sisso- is he in the game wow yeah he, came he in just for came Paia. in yeah. he just came in for Paya he almost yeah. had a chance to get a third yeah um but any uh, dark horses I mean do, do you see anyone else uh Poland yeah. Austria. Um uh, I would okay, yeah. I would definitely think Poland. Um of the I I use the term loosely, but of the mid table countries in yeah, the Euro. Yeah, yeah. Um mm-hmm. I Poland's definitely the one that's the most dangerous. They should come out of that group second. Um and we even talked about it when we were breaking down that group. I mm-hmm. think they could even surprise Germany. Um Yeah, they have before. Yeah, I mean if they if they pull off a draw against Germany, then it's pretty much between those two. It's like, who's going to score more goals against Ukraine and Ireland to get <laughs> yeah, that tiebreaker? Um, I feel bad for Northern Ireland. I think they're going to <laughs> just get walloped on by Germany, Poland, and probably the Ukraine, uh-huh. too. Um, okay, it's a final, by the way. It um, is. It's a final. So first first game of the Euro, France gets the nod 2-1, to one, and I think that's the only game. We got on tap today. Yeah, yeah. They always give the host nation the mm-hmm. the first day to themselves. All right. So France off to a good start. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll, uh, s- we'll see them again on Wednesday, uh-huh. and they've got the mighty nation of Albania. Oh, so oh, yes, they should be going six points clear in that group, or at least three points clear in that group at the time. Yeah, definitely. Um. Any th- yeah, anyone else? No, that's really it. I mean. I think Russia can maybe make some noise. Wales can maybe make noise. But in terms of like a legitimate team that can realistically make the semifinals, Mm -hmm. Poland and Portugal are the only two that I think, if given the right matchup in the two stages before the semis, that's that's how it's going to happen. If if either of them get matched up against, I mean, like the host nation Mm -hmm. or if. Portugal has to play Germany. Like I don't see them matching up with that. So, okay. So, put on the line. Final two teams, and the winner. I'm gonna go. France Germany. Mm-hmm. France winning it. You don't have to say a score yet. I just want to do a score. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Are we? Wait, that's not a pick now. No. Okay. Oh no no, no. no. Not yet. No. Um. 
I'm going to go on, but you can have it this far in advance. I'm uh-huh. going to say France okay. over Germany, 3-2 after extra time. Who? Or oh. in extra time, not well, after. Yes, <laughs> in penalty kicks. Yeah. I'll, 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 I have the tape. What was yours? I, I had the same thing. Okay. I have France. 3-2 after extra time. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't say a score yet. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do it yet. Yeah, it's just... This France team has too much potential, mm-hmm. too many great players on home soil. We haven't seen a France team actually impress us since 1998. No. Year 2000. Yeah. Year when they won. Yeah. That was last. Oh, well. well oh, no, it was impressive when Zidane headbutted that guy. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I was about to say yeah. in Germany, the Germany World Cup. I mean, they made it to the finals. Yeah. That was 06. <laughs> Oh six, yeah, yeah. That head, was impressive. Headbutt head around the world. Yeah, but before that, I mean, in between ninety eight World yeah. Cup, two thousand Euros, like in between's been a disappointment. And yeah. I mean, they they had a good, a little bit of good thing going in in Brazil yeah. before they ran into Germany. The, a team they the World beat. Cup prior to that though, that was when they lost all three. Correct. Um, they crashed out of the group stage. That was two two thousand two. No. Oh no. Oh no. Sorry. To end two thousand twelve. 2010 or 10, yeah 10 in South Africa that's when they I mean it was they a, lost in the, all it was three. a mess in the in the locker room that's with, when Nasri got like banned from the National League and Anelka got kicked out yeah. he got sent home by uh, Dominic so yeah yeah that was a mess yeah. <laughs> that was quite of a soap opera but I mean yeah I I had the same thing I know um I also mentioned the fact that it's a tough time for France as a nation yeah that the, the country is very much under severe threat from terrorism right now yeah and i think that w- from what's happened since those attacks in november that's a point of inspiration for the country and for the team as a whole yeah and it's hard not to think germany's gonna make it in terms of the other mm-hmm. team um yeah i mean i it's we're gonna have to wait to see i guess how these group stages mm-hmm. fill out to yeah. see if to see if they can even meet each other in the finals it might not be i mean actually they wouldn't it's Im- unless Germany loses Group C, because Group C and Group A will play each other on the bottom. You know what? You're right. Who? That's so that's I, disappointing. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> All right. Okay. So revised prediction. I'm gonna switch it up now that we realize that's actually impossible. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I don't see either of those two teams well, finishing you, you, second. You did say Poland could upset them. I did. Oh. <laughs> Let me see. Let's see. Oh boy, we group C runner up. Yeah, if Germany finishes second, then it can happen. But (laughs) if that doesn't happen, I'm gonna say a surprise. Winner of Group B, winner of Group F, winner of Group D. So, and so realistically, England, Spain, Portugal. Basically, if we go, I mean, if we go by the winners of the groups, yeah. Um, who? Hmm. Dude, I'll throw it out there. England. Boy, I was about. To, I was about. To, ooh, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, I did. I don't have faith in the Spain team that hmm. much. I think they're going to impress in the group stage. Even though, like we, they they do have a difficult group stage. I think they're still going to be Spain. Yeah. I think the the round of what one two three four the round of sixteen mm-hmm. they're going to impress there. Once it gets to the quarterfinals, we're going to see the this Spain team exposed. Yeah, I think like you said, like because it's not the same Barcelona, Real Madrid yeah. base that we've seen. We had a lot, a lot of good players though. Oh yeah, but fantastic they, they players. A, they played a horrendous game against Georgia. They lost to Georgia. Yeah, they lost to a state. 
<laughs> basically yeah no that was i mean russia the wishes there was thing. state yeah. yeah but i mean that's that's the worst thing that you can do right mm-hmm. before a tournament is lose a demoralizing degrading game against a nation that i don't even think they're the top 150 in the world not probably well I, I don't know they're they're bad yeah they're not in this tournament and it, you know they tournament that's all expanded. you need to know. so yeah that's all you need to know um did you pick a golden boot um no but that'll be fun um who you have in mind i think Sharid. who of course <laughs> why didn't i yeah. see that coming who a oh, golden boot Hmm. See, I, see, I'm not. I it's always somebody from like an Eastern European, like either the Ukraine or somebody's gonna have that guy who scores. Yarmolenko like, for yeah, Yarmolenko's gonna yep. score like 15 goals in the group stage <laughs> and then get eliminated. And then yeah. <laughs> ooh, golden. Ooh, see that's okay. Um, see, I was gonna go the easier route and pick like Thomas Mueller or someone like that because he's done it twice already. Or he's, I mean, he did it at the World Cup. Yeah. With Hamas. Um. It ain't someone from Italy. I don't see anyone from Spain doing it. I don't think Morata's gonna. He's not gonna score enough to get like golden boot. I could. I mean, Giroud. Yeah, Giroud perfectly. He's capable of doing it. Harry Kane is perfectly capable of doing it too. Yeah. Romelu Lukaku. I mean, he could, he could even do it with that team he's got with him. That's what I was gonna say. Cristiano he would be my too. Yeah. I mean, def. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Harry Kane. Okay, I'm gonna go on a limb and say Harry Kane because I think England's got something good going. Yeah, and the offense goes through him. Yeah, and he's been in amazing form with Tottenham. I think if if it if there's a chance for him to solidify himself as a, a top class striker, yeah. this is it. Yeah, and someone might be overpay for him. Yeah, unless we see somebody out of like left wing score a bunch of goals like Stefan Elshirawi. Yeah, some <laughs> some random player. I think you have to le- you have to either realistically think it's going to be Francis Stryker, which is Giroud, mm-hmm. um, Harry Kane, or Lukaku, because yeah. we've seen what they can do. Giroud still gets so much flack for being on the French team, but if you look at him statistically, he's he's got a better French national team like ratio of goals to games than Benzema, and yeah. whether Giroud played another 20 games would still have a better ratio than Benzema. Exactly. I mean, and, and again, he's surrounded so well. I yeah. mean, he's got... Paye feeding him goal balls, Pogba feeding him Griezmann the, feeding. He's him. got the height, and that's what you need. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how he scored his goal was height. Yeah, he exactly. Jumped just right to mm-hmm. get past the goalie, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, I think Giroud. That yeah, I, I I think that I can see it. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Harry Kane. Okay, and I, I mean, I was about to say England too for the final. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in this England team. I from what I've seen in the friendlies. She's not much, but I've seen, and from what we see on qualifying, yeah, and with again with with the, with the the influx of the players that came in since that qualifying, Dali Ali being there, Jack Wilshere, Jack Wilshere is back. Um, by the way, United might be in on him. Just update on that. You can have him. He gets hurt I don't all want, the time. We don't want. Him. <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want Wilshere. <laughs> um, what was I lost my okay? Uh, but I mean, Rashford is in the game. Yeah, he he made the team. I was so happy for that, and, and yeah. So I, they they have a good a, a very good thing going. I think it's just a matter of you know how do you well, very interesting to see tomorrow the starting lineup. Yeah, I uh, see who's gonna be there. I think you know he worked uh, Roy Hodgson worked worked uh, Wayne Rooney in uh, somehow, 
and Sterling probably going to start. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye, definitely. But uh, I think, yeah, if I mean, if I had to revise my prediction, I would probably, yeah, England, because I, I, I agree with you with Spain. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a new core. A lot of the, the players that we saw, I mean, Xavi's out. Xavi Alonso is not there anymore. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye, definitely. It's going to be, either way, it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating Euro. Yeah talk about um but a tournament that's been kind of very interesting oh yeah in this first week is uh is copa america <laughs> so yeah we we're a week out literally last week is when uh copa america started here in the u.s uh since then uh colombia beat the u.s I, I actually went to a, to a little. I, I don't know if you heard Fire Pitch. It's a little place here in, in yeah. the city. It's owned by the Chicago Fire, and it's like a training complex, bar, restaurant type deal. I went there, surrounded by American fans. Surprisingly enough, a good Colombian turnout. I was very happy. I thought I'd be the the only one there and not make it out alive. Yeah, Colombia won two nothing. Um, since then we've seen. Uruguay is eliminated. Yeah. Uruguay uh, eliminated last night at the hands of Venezuela, who upset them. And uh, we've seen Brazil get their own 7-1 against a poor Haiti. A little bit different. A little bit different. Um, I, some, I guess some vindication, I guess. I don't know. It's, but, I mean, they let, yeah. they, let, they let Haiti score on them. Uh, we've seen uh, Argentina and Chile play it out. Mexico and Uruguay had an amazing game. Yeah. U.S. bounced back from the loss. Yeah, they at, actually uh, looked good. And you were there, actually. Yeah. yeah. U.S. won 4-0 against Costa Rica. You were there at Soldier Field. Yeah, it was definitely – it was a night and day of the two teams. And what I thought was the funniest thing was Klinsman after the game said he thought the team played better against Colombia. He was, I, okay, I could I, I I could not understand that. Yeah, I couldn't either because it's like I get maybe if you're looking at it from I like I was trying to think maybe technical, maybe spacing, maybe things like that, but maybe technical because the one thing about the U.S. against Colombia was they they were playing they were so lackadaisical in that game. Yeah, they, I I was very much surprised. I thought U.S. was, was going to come out like a house of fire. Yeah, and they lacked so they lacked so much energy. They just they didn't look like they were ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was. I don't know if Colombia is just that much better of a team. I know I they think, are. A, I know I they're so. a great team. I I didn't. Ex- I mean, anybody going into that game to expect the U.S. to win that. That's a little bit too high of expectations. I thought best case scenario was maybe mm-hmm. you pull off a a one one draw or something, but yeah. It ended up exactly how I thought it would. Yeah, and I mean Colombia in that particular game I think played a great first half. I thought Colombia I think that was the Colombia at its finest so far. And Colombia's had uh, we had we had a very rocky twenty fifteen. Yeah. At the best. I mean Copa America last year was a huge disappointment. Yeah. We were very much the morale was down and the start of the qualifying campaign was also the same thing, very up and down. And uh, 
I we had we uh, as you get to see we had a Colombia has a a new influx of young players coming in. Yep. A completely different lineup that no from Falcao. Brazil. No Falcao. No Guarín. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, thank God they didn't bring him because I I in Col- Colombia could have easily brought him just because he's Falcao. But oh yeah. Thank God he, co- he he didn't come. No Jackson. No Teo Gutierrez. No Guarín. Uh. Very, very much a different team, and it's well, actually worked. We beat Ecuador in uh, in the last qualifying uh, game in Colombia. Look, a game that has been the best Colombia game since the World Cup. Oh yeah, and played very well here in the U.S. in Santa Clara. Second half, I thought what happened is that Colombia gave the give up the ball to U.S. Yeah. And that that's something Colombia always does, and I, I don't understand why. And you, Colombia gives up, you gives up the ball, and you give up. They gave up the 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 protagonism of, of the game to the U.S. And I think that's kind of like what what led to a little bit of improvement from the U.S. Um, but I think yeah, the, the Costa Rica game definitely night and day. Oh yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I think in an even probably more ridiculous statement, the Costa Rica coach said that his team played. Better than the U.S. Yeah, I he. <laughs> so say, I just just I, listen to that for a little bit. Yeah, I was trying to again. I was trying to think of what angle he was coming from, and I was like, even if you did play better, you wouldn't have lost four nil. Mm-hmm. And even if you take away a penalty, which it was a clear penalty, if you take the penalty away, you still lose three nil. Like, and the three <laughs> goals they scored on you were all just quality goals, mm-hmm. like good build up, good passing. Yeah, that I mean, definitely. The, the um who who scored the fourth one um i think it was zussi it was zussi yeah, yeah after the he Zussie came off the goal bench. yeah he literally just dribbled through half of costa rica yeah, and then scored you can't say that you're playing better than somebody if an individual player <laughs> off the bench dribbles through so five of your players that is ridiculous same with the like the bobby wood goal yeah which was a great goal yeah like it it was a good result for the us i think the costa rican coach is was just kind of blindsided <laughs> by it and that's Clearly. I don't know what game he was watching. Um Yeah. They did play they played a little a little better against Paraguay. They first 20 minutes Costa Rica came out swinging. Yeah. But what's ha- let's see what's happening with Costa Rica is that they don't have Brand Reese is the conductor of the team. Yeah. He's the captain. We he he had a great World Cup, but there's no one there to play with him. Like cuz it's him him and Campbell. Yeah, and they took Campbell off at halftime. That they was did. the most surprising mm-hmm. thing. I thought initially that Campbell got hurt because there's no yeah. other reason you take him off because he was, of that abysmal for- first half for Costa Rica, he was the only person doing anything. He, mm-hmm. There were multiple times where he was he started on the right wing and I would see him over on the left like yep. helping out or mm-hmm. driving down the middle. He was the only person fighting for the ball, delivering passes and all that, and mm-hmm. they took him off, and yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, and a very curious. Uh, yeah, Costa Rica's been a disaster so far. One of the, uh, another disappointment, I would say, again, judging by what what they were in the World Cup, and it, it's a different coach, uh, but still, I mean, I, I expected a, a lot more uh, from Costa Rica. Paraguay, yeah. Uh, same thing. I mean, at Paraguay, I don't. Th- I didn't have great expectations for Paraguay because they haven't. Been, they haven't been good. No. Since I mean, they're just one of those tricky teams. That... Exactly. And I mean, they since the South Africa World Cup when they they were th- this close to eliminating Spain. If yeah. They make that that penalty kick. 
they would they would have upset Spain. And I mean, generational transition for Paraguay has been very rough. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, in group as far as Group A, I think it's playing out the way it was expected. Yeah. Um, last two games are going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, U.S. plays against Paraguay to determine the other team that qualifies. Colombia already secured uh, their ticket with U.S. win. Yeah, U.S. just needs a draw, too. Exactly. Assuming U- Costa Rica doesn't beat Colombia 6-0, which I think is a little uh, too much I, to I wouldn't. For. You know, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Colombia might play with um, a bit of a, a rotational team. They should just completely rotate the team because even Colombia's second team isn't going to lose 6-0 to Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think Hamish should get a rest, especially with the bum shoulder. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the U.S., the, 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 you should, the U.S. should advance. I think U.S. can be... Uh, they can definitely pull yeah. off a draw, at least, against Paraguay. Exactly. I think from what we've seen, at least from the, the Costa Rica game, U.S. has been a better team than Paraguay. Oh, yeah. Um, in As far as the rest of the groups, uh, group, let's talk about Group B, because I don't know what you think about Brazil. I, and I, I remove... I, Take out the Haiti game. Yeah. Because Haiti, I mean, it, it was expected. Yeah. It, I mean, it's Haiti. Exactly. Nothing against Haiti, but it's Haiti. But they're Haiti. So They literally scored their first goal against Brazil. Like, that was their first goal. That was, that. And I have to say, I celebrated as much as the as It was the a good goal. It was, oh, it was such a The guy kept up third. the follow-up. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, Group B isn't playing out how we thought. I mean, if you had told me after two games, Brazil would be aside from goal differential tied with Peru. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um I would have called you crazy. Did you um, did you catch the the Brazil Ecuador game? I did. What did okay, what did what, I'm not impressed with this Brazil team. First of all, Ecuador should have won. Oh yeah. That ball was still in. Oh yeah. They and got robbed. They got robbed and I mean this would have been a completely different group. I mean, if Ecuador doesn't get robbed, mm-hmm. Ecuador wins this group, I think. They, I, they, Ecuador yeah. finishes against Haiti. Yeah, that's true. Come on, uh, but uh, so um, what? So far, Brazil. Like, what have you thought of of the team? They're not impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm hoping that they win this group because I think the U.S. can beat them in the next round. That's how I unimpressed so with this Brazil team is. Like, yeah. I would rather face them than face a hyped up Peru or Ecuador. Like. I think it's going to. I think Ecuador is actually going to finish second in this group because mm-hmm. I think Brazil is going to beat Peru. Yeah. Um, and Ecuador is obviously going to beat Haiti, mm-hmm. so they're going to jump up to five. Um, yeah, I'm. I want Brazil to beat Peru because the USA can beat them, and that's all they need before the USA comes back to Chicago. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll pick the the Brazil Peru game and the US Paraguay. Yeah, the US yeah. Paraguay game in uh, in uh, picks, but. Um, you know what I? I'm not putting it past Peru to get a result here. Okay. I and and surprisingly enough, I've been a little. I was very surprised with their level against Ecuador, given the fact that there's a B team. Yeah. S- except for uh, Paulo Guerrero, everybody else. I mean, they have nothing to lose. So. Uh, yeah, true. This is purely experimental yeah. for Peru. I mean, no Farfan, no Claudio Pizarro. Uh, no Andre Carrillo. They have none of basically the Europeans. Yeah. They're not there. And for the the game that they showed against Ecuador, I th- look, Brazil has all the pressure. Yeah. Like you said, Peru's gonna have nothing to lose. I would I, I wouldn't put it Brazil to stink it up again against against Peru. So Well, 
even with a draw, they would still finish top of the group unless Ecuador yeah, scores. Well, that's true. Unless Ecuador wins 7-0 against Haiti. I mean, well. Which, I mean, nothing's impossible, but. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, and Ecuador, I think, it's still, I mean, I, I'm not that impressed either with Ecuador. I think yeah. the, the game against Brazil was not, they didn't play that well. They've been on a, on a bit of a downfall. Started off great. Yeah. In qualifying, first won the first four games. Uh, they they had a, a draw against Paraguay at home. Then they lost to Colombia three one. And since then, it has been Ecuador has been very mediocre. So I, I would say um, expect everything. Yeah. In this group, I don't you know don't just automatically chalk it up to Brazil. Um, and I think um, I think Ecuador definitely they'll advance with a victory. Oh yeah. So and I'll be looking forward to. At Colombia Ecuador rematch. Yeah, Seattle, um, Group C, which ha- uh, yesterday the, uh, at the games yesterday, uh, talk about surprising. Oh yeah, because well Mexico. Let's talk about that game. Mexico three uh, one against Uruguay. An amazing game. I think by, by far the, the best really spectacle. Good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Me- <laughs> the the one sad thing was that you, you had like Uruguayan players going after Mexican players. Uh, Jose uh, Jimenez went after the coach. The Uruguayan press is complaining about the team, the tournament being fixed for Mexico. It's really sad. If anything, like, the tournament's fixed for the U.S. because it's here. I know, right? <laughs> it, it's. I mean, like, look, Uruguayans are like Argentinians, but with dignity. Yeah. But I was really sad. But let's talk about the game. Um. Well, Uruguay. Let's talk about Uruguay first. Huge disappointment. I think that the level of that they've shown is. I, I, I mean, even in their worst days, I, I didn't expect this this level of play. They have nothing in the midfield. They have nothing going. There's no one to generate playing in midfield. They're sorely lacking Suarez because with Suarez not being there, Cavani is the target of all the, of the marking. Yeah, and I don't know why Suarez didn't play yesterday. Boy, and he threw a fit. He was mad. <laughs> he was angry. Should, should, I mean, should he have gone in? Even what with, do you have to lose? Like, mm-hmm. I would take a broken Suarez over a healthy Cavani any day. That's true. Or a healthy anyone else they have, like yeah, Roland like, or Hernandez. Or you have a broken Cavani and put... Or you have a healthy Cavani and put a broken Suarez next to him, and you at least use Suarez as a decoy. Like... And, yeah, and Suarez, he would have scored, scored that shot that Cavani missed. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand why Uruguay didn't even have him amongst the subs. And mm-hmm. it appeared as if he didn't know that either until yep. game time because mm-hmm. he was fully suited up and everything. He had his shin guards on. Yep. So that's that uh, was surprising. Uh, yeah, uh, it was surprising uh, mishandling by um, Oscar Tavares, who's a, a great. I anything, could see him getting fired solely for this. Who? You finished last in your group. You finished behind Jamaica. Well, Which they well, probably won't. Yeah, but, but still, I mean, at the moment, you are fourth in your group. Mm-hmm. And Jamaica is ahead of you. I don't know if he get. I don't think. I don't see him getting fired because, I mean, he has been the reason why Uruguay is where they are, and they're. St- I mean, they have qualifying still. Yeah. So no, I mean that'd be a bad idea to fire Tavares. I think he'll be done by the end of the ru- of Russia because he's ha- he's having health, okay. he's having okay. health issues. Yeah. So after yeah. the World Cup, I think that'll I think his he'll, last hurrah. Yeah, I think that'll be his last hurrah. Sadly for Uruguay, because again, Tavares has been Uruguay great again. Yeah. And um. No, but I think that hey, disappointment. Um, they there's no no one no playmaker. Uh, defense 
has suffered because of that. Uh, all, only thing they had going, especially in that game against Mexico, was their uh, characteristic resilience. Yeah. The 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 garra. That's what that and that's how they scored that one goal. Yeah. So, uh, but that Mexico, Mexico, one of the favorites. It's, Absolutely. I mean, this group comes down to Monday, and mm-hmm. it's hard to not think. I mean, the group's already actually over, but. But yeah, who it, wins it? I think Mexico. Mexico's gonna have no no problem beating yeah, Venezuela, I mean, and that's on, on Monday at seven o'clock. Venezuela is playing with more. Dude, you're playing with house more money. momentum. Yeah. Well, and yes, but I mean, you're coming off a big win against. Granted, not the best Uruguay team, mm-hmm. but you're coming off that win. Yeah. Um. I think they could give them trouble for the first half, but I think Mexico. It's one of those games where I think could be easily could be like one one at halftime. Oh yeah, and then finish three one Mexico. I mean, Jamaica gave Mexico some trouble in yeah. the first half so, last night. Yeah, I I definitely see Mexico winning that group. Um, and yeah, and you know, Barca. Bar, bar, going back, I don't mean to go back to Uruguay, but you know, Barcelona is going to come calling and be like, "We want Suarez back. Don't play him against Jamaica." There's yeah, there's no reason. Watch why. them play him against Jamaica, and then he actually gets <laughs> like tears in ACL or something. Oh man, ooh, Barcelona is going to be pissed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no point of playing him. Like, you can't win. The, there's nothing you can do in the group besides yeah. not finish behind Jamaica. Yeah, I mean, definitely, and you should be able to do that without Suarez. But can Mexico win this tournament? Oh yeah. If I had to pick a favorite right now, it's New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, I. I mean, Brazil has like we talked about. Brazil didn't really impress me. Colombia's looked good, mm-hmm. but Colombia didn't look as good against Paraguay, Paraguay as they did against the U.S. Yes, yeah. second half of Paraguay game. That yeah, definitely. They play. Yeah. They play like that in the second half. Mm-hmm. Mexico beats them. Uh, yeah, you can't. I think so. You can't slack off I agree. like that. And as we're about to go into Group D. Mm-hmm. Argentina hasn't impressed me, and Chile's been after. It's granted it was one game, yeah, but, but still, Chile didn't look like the Chile that just won this tournament last year. I think I have three teams. Okay, as fa- right now I have three teams that are contenders, bona fide contenders. Argentina's one of them. Okay, Colombia and Mexico. From week since week one, I don't. I, with Brazil playing the way they are, they're not winning this tournament. Yeah, I mean, Col- I would, I'd put the U.S. ahead of Brazil. Yeah, I, I would too. But I, I think neither of them are actually. I don't think they're they're contenders right now. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would say right now, U.S. is easily fourth after those. Three, yeah, because you've got the yeah. home field, and if they, mm-hmm. if that Costa Rica game is the momentum that they need, the spark. Yeah, yeah. Then, then yeah, they have. Like we've talked about on the international stage, they have a good balance of youth mm-hmm. and experience. And if Klinsman can grasp the fact that you can't play a four-three-three with this team because there's no wingers, <laughs> oh then they can really do stuff. Because they looked better mm-hmm. when they took Bobby Wood off. Not that Bobby Wood wasn't doing fine, but when they took him out mm-hmm. and switched to a four-four-two. That's when it opens stuff up more. Yeah, because Dempsey, you can't Dempsey. Dempsey shouldn't be starting. He, he's not a false nine. No, I'm not. I'm not a huge Dempsey fan. Me and neither. If you do I don't like him, the guy at all. You do yeah. a four four two, and you put him behind Bobby Wood or behind mm-hmm. Zardes, mm-hmm. and that team, that the flowing that would happen in that middle, and the chances that you would create would be ten times more than yeah. they are now. He'll have a lot more freedom, and that's yeah. what he likes. At least you give him freedom, and you give him the ability to rip a shot from outside mm-hmm. the 18 every now and then and he'll be more than happy yeah, absolutely. and not have to run as much as he does yep. as a striker 
Exactly. Um, yeah, I think pretty much by default. Yeah, I, I, I probably agree with you with the U.S. being uh, like the first in this in that second that tier. Second tier, yeah. Um, they are a dark horse. If you uh, have to yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess that would be like yeah, yeah. They like the category. But I grew up D. We saw. Okay, let me before we were. I have to say, whoever put the schedule together, messed it up. Oh, because I hate we it. had U.S. Colombia in the first in in the first wave first week. Argentina, Chile in the first week. Mexico, Uruguay in the first week. Brazil, Ecuador in the first week. You blew all of the game that like the, the, the marquee games of each group. You blew them in the first half. Yeah, the literally, week, yeah. the most marquee game of the second yeah. set was the USA Costa Rica game, just because there's that rivalry there. And because yeah, like Costa that's, Rica was yeah yeah that's literally the only game that was worth watching. Like mm-hmm. every it, even like the last week like. Mexico Venezuela is the only great game to really watch, mm-hmm. and that's just circumstantially because they both won their first two. Yeah, and well, I mean, and and still like, well, let's see how Group D plays out. Group D yeah. plays tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, tonight is uh, Chile, Bolivia, six p.m. and Argentina Panama here in Chicago. We got yeah. Messi. Messi's in town. Uh, and Messi gonna, is he gonna play? He's gonna play. He's been confirmed that he will be. He will be playing. Uh, maybe you can get a. Last minute ticket. No, I actually have a game tonight. Oh, and we're missing three players because they think it's cool to go see Messi. Ooh, well, yeah. Well, he'll be in town, uh, playing Panama. Yeah. Um, group. Well, Group D. We've only seen uh, a couple of games. Argent. We saw Argentina against Chile game. Yeah. Uh, very. Um, uh, yeah. Again, disappointed. Yeah. Chile had flashes in the first half. Had chances definitely i think they showed that 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 aggressive uh vertical style that they have uh let's remember different coach yeah they have uh juan antonio pizzi is the coach not san paoli anymore but uh but yeah like the the argentina counterattacks killed him yeah with Di Di maria played a hell of a game i know like he's he had an inspiration because uh grandma passed away yeah that day and i mean he was playing with that in in his in his mind Nico Gaetan, I was very, very pleasantly surprised with him in the place of Messi. Uh, Higuain, uh, uh, yeah, he had a shot. He did what he had to. He, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like he doesn't, he just doesn't fit in this, in this, in yeah. this, in this uh, scheme. Uh, impressed with the midfield as well. With um, Benega, but Benega was he, he he he. You didn't see him much in the first half. The second half, he really stepped it up. Yeah. Mascherano was a leader. Uh, Otamendi and Funes Mori, very, very solid. On defense, uh, the 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 Chile goal, last minute goal. I think it was consolation. Romero, I think Romero is at fault for that one. He shouldn't oh, have yeah. come. He shouldn't have yeah. come out. And he had a great game as well. But Chile, I think Argentina very impressed. Chile very disappointed. Yeah, I mean, you you summed it all up there. Uh, this group, I mean, you have to kind of give the nod to Argentina, and you you had to give the nod to whoever won that first game. Yeah. Definitely, um, as having the edge. I still think Chile is going to bounce back and win these next two and finish mm-hmm. second in the group easy. Um, and then from there we get into we get into the playoffs. And yeah. Well, I mean, Panama and Bolivia had a, a, a cool little game. Yeah. You know when they played each other, entertaining. Uh, it was entertaining with uh, Panama getting the nod. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I they no no, no challenge for yeah for Argentina and Chile. So uh, let's talk about let's talk playoffs now. Um, I I predict Argentina winning okay. at the end. I think uh, I said uh, 
This was before any of the games. Yeah, right? so this okay. was, this would have been last week. Yeah. Um, I you know what? Look, we're gonna go past four thirty. I might as well just remake my predictions. Yeah, yeah. Why not? So, so you have so it's we, we I think we both agree on who's coming out of the group. So we have Colombia and the U.S. coming out of Group A. Yeah. Brazil and Ecuador of Group B. Mexico and Venezuela out of Group C. Argentina and Chile out of Group D. Uh, we do have the bracket in front of us. So that would mean so it would be. Colombia, Ecuador, one quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, Argentina against Venezuela in the other quarterfinal. Brazil against USA, boy, in that in that third quarterfinal. And then the last one would be Mexico. Well, Mexico and Chile. Oh boy. And Mexico already beat Chile in a, in a friendly before the tournament. Yeah. Um. See that because that okay that would mean that okay no okay my prediction can still hold I have Argentina beating Mexico oh yeah in the final um and that, so that like we avoiding the mistake we did with the Euro that bracket wise that works so I'm still I'm gonna stick with that I think I'm gonna I think sad, sadly for Colombia um we we I don't think we can beat Argentina in the semifinal yeah. Um, it'd be a heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah, I I have Colombia Argentina also in the semifinal, in the semi. and then and I have USA Mexico. Who oh, USA Mexico oh, in and, Chicago? And sh- oh man, if the, if if that game, I'm buying my ticket. Like oh, yeah. the moment that game is over, I have to. I'm be going there. to be. At oh that my game. god, that is the game. I mean, that's gonna be. You know what? I'll buy my ticket right now. That's gonna Screw be that. more fun of a game to watch than any of the others. That is the game of the tournament. Yeah. Even more and than the final. And it's a shame that that can't be the final. I oh man. Not that the U.S. would realistically make the final, mm-hmm. but I mean. But yeah, that, that would, would have be, been the ultimate, the ultimate classical. Yeah, and you give the edge to Mexico on paper, but it's a, it, it's a classical. It is. And what do we always say on this show? It's classical. Yeah. Throw everything out the window. Yeah. Uh, that would that would be crazy. But I I do have Mexico beating them. Playing Argentina. Man, we're agreeing on everything. <laughs> but I have Mexico winning it all. Oh, okay, okay. There yeah. you go. And then I have USA beating Colombia in the third place. Of course, game. of course. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't care if we win or not that game. Seriously, third place games are the most useless things in tournaments we have. Yeah. So honestly. we pretty much agree for the most. We agree all the way to the final, and then I've got Mexico actually mm-hmm. winning. So. Yeah, okay, I don't know what Ryan. I don't know what Ryan would think. Um, hopefully, we'll get his thoughts next week. Yeah. Uh, when we do the. Uh, well, let's keep going. It's four thirty, but hell, yeah, we got the picks of the week. We got the studio for to ourselves, and it's the last show here. We're we're gonna take over. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go to picks. Uh, well, first, well, let's let's talk. Uh, let's mention the games going on the, uh, this week for Copa America. So, oh yeah, we kind of mentioned it. Uh, so tonight, uh, uh, we have um, Chile Panama. Oh no, and I'm sorry, Chile Bolivia. Chile Bolivia, six p.m. Argentina Panama. Uh, tomorrow, U.S. Uh, U.S. Paraguay, Colombia, Costa Rica. Uh, then uh, Monday, Mexico, Venezuela. Sunday. Sunday. Um, see, see <laughs> this is what happens. It's been finals week. <laughs> I already want. I already want it to be like next Sunday. Sunday, Ecuador, Haiti, Brazil, Peru. Monday now, Mexico, Venezuela, Uruguay, Jamaica. Group and then Group D on Tuesday, Chile, Panama, Argentina, Bolivia to close out the first round, and then on the sixteenth. Which would be on Thursday. Yes. Thurs- so Thursday, 
So we have Wednesday off. Thursday, we get the first quarterfinal in Seattle. Friday, we get two. We get two. Oh, doubleheader. Nice. I love it. So, okay, picks of the week. All right. And by the way, this is kind of a taste of what you're going to get with a podcast form. No commercial breaks. We go as long as we want. I, I love it so far. Oh, yeah. It's been fun. And wait till we get Ryan and then maybe a, a, surpri- a surprise fourth member may be coming. Who knows? Who knows? Stay tuned. Picks of the week. So it's all Euro and, and Copa America, obviously. Uh, but I Ryan did send in at the nick of time his oh, predictions. Nice. Uh, so no getting. He probably heard us. And he's not, he's not getting away with not being here. Uh, but uh, let's do them really quick. So the first game, it's Saturday's game tomorrow, 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1 from Group A of Copa America, U.S. against Paraguay. Uh, like we said, uh, U.S. has the advantage here. They're second in, the, in uh, Group A with three points. Paraguay with one point. Paraguay has to win to qualify second place in Group A. Uh, so Ryan went with the U.S. winning 2 nothing. What do you have, Zach? I'm going to go U.S. 3-1. Yeah, you actually giving Paraguay a goal. Okay. Yeah, I think the goals are going to come. I think they're going to give up a sloppy one, though. Okay, yeah. I, and, I mean, that would be such a Paraguay way to score a goal. Yeah. <laughs> a sloppy goal. Probably like a, like, a, like a free kick from, like, midfield or something. Deflects off the guy in the box. And <laughs> just one of those. Definitely. I'll go with the U.S. winning. I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, 2-1. Okay. I think, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, Paraguay could, like, Sneak. See, U.S. has a penchant for, like, giving up, like... They'll sneak one late, too. Like, the U.S. will go up all the goals, mm-hmm. and then Paraguay will just steal one. Exactly. Uh, and then uh, Group D of Euro, uh, we have the game on Sunday. Uh, Turkey against Croatia. Crucial game for uh, both teams in their hopes of advancing at least, you know, as a, as a uh, best third place, but definitely for a second place yep. or even first place. Uh, giving you know, see how uh, Spain does that game Sunday at eight a.m. on ESPN. I don't know which ESPN yet, but one of the one of the ESPN networks. Excuse me. Um, so uh, let's see. With uh, Croatia is winning according to Ryan. Croatia okay. two one. Um, I'm gonna flip that. Okay. Turkey two one. Ooh okay. Um, and I, I'm going with Croatia. I'm going with Croatia two nothing. Okay. I think Croatia has again. We talked about the firepower they have. Yeah. From uh, like uh, in the attack, and uh, they're just gonna just feed balls to Mandzukic, and yeah, he'll put a couple of them in. If that's something he knows to do, it's just you know put a couple of those uh, crosses and through balls. All he can do. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk about back. Uh, go back to Copa America uh, Group B, the game we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, Brazil Peru. They play each other also on uh, Sunday. 7.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Uh, they are the top two teams with four points in Group B. A draw with, uh, goes in the favor of Brazil. Um, and uh, the loser could be, could most likely be out of the tournament because Ecuador probably is probably going to beat Haiti. So, uh, Brazil-Peru, your prediction, Zach? Uh, I'm going to go Brazil 2-1. It's still, I mean, that's still not impressive. Yeah, no. Nah, yes, yeah, like yeah, like Brazil again. Nah, that's been like pretty much since like twenty ten. Yeah, it's been Brazil like in one word. Meh. Uh, Ryan has Brazil winning three one. I go with Brazil one nothing. Uh, I just think I don't know if Peru has enough. 
if anyone like maybe uh, like Paulo Guerrero could like you know put put one in, but I don't know. I think Brazil has a lot of pleasure, and I think this one that th- this one is the one game they're finally gonna you know come through and win the group. Yeah. Uh, back to Euro. A great great matchup we have this week. Group E on Monday, 2 p.m. on ESPN. Belgium against Italy. Uh, perhaps the game that decides first place. Yeah. Perhaps not. Uh, given you know the. Maybe if Belgium wins, I think so. If Italy pulls a draw or a win, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but definitely like the marquee matchup of the group, and probably the marquee matchup of the the uh, first match day. Um, Ryan has Belgium winning two one. So there's the one of the two goals you said that Italy was going to score. What what's your what's your prediction? I'm going to go two nil. I think it's going to be a commanding two nil also. Who I'll be I'm going to go with a commanding three nothing. Okay. I think that um, again if we're talking about Italy, it's going to obviously stick to the Italian way of playing defensively, but but Belgium also great great talent in the attack, and I think that in either with speed or just simply with ball possession and, and through balls, I think they're gonna they're gonna dominate or Italy <laughs> or both. Yeah, exactly. Last game. Uh, group C on Thursday, 2 p.m. on ESPN in the uh, back to Euro. Another great matchup: Germany against Poland. Uh, the arguably, you know, the 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 two teams uh, destined to come out of Group C. And again, the same thing: another matchup that could decide, you know, the winner and uh, could be very important for the future for the later rounds of the tournament. Uh, Germany, I say, I know Ilkay Gundogan. Surprisingly, no Marco Royce. He didn't. He didn't get called up. Uh, and Poland still, they have everyone we talked about: Lewandowski, uh, Krychowiak, Blaszczykowski. They're gonna be there looking uh, to make to to make a run at the Euros. Uh, so, Germany and Poland. Who do you have? One one. Ooh, I hmm. saw it in your eyes. One one. Uh, Ryan says Germany two one. I'll, I'll agree with him. I think Germany 2-1. I think Poland can score early and definitely make it very interesting. Yeah. Um but I think Germany has they they have they have the, the the players to to come back. I mean, that's what they do yeah. when in tough situations, but uh Euro's finally here. Copa America is going to be in the defining stages and then we have the Olympics in a bit. Oh, st- well stay tuned for that cuz when the, yeah, this two these two tournaments are done. The Olympics are gonna come by. Great summer for us. We're gonna in cover, the world of football. Uh, summer curling. <laughs> we'll just we'll just cover that the the what's it called the, the that that friendly tournament the cha- the um oh the international champions cup yeah there you go the one that comes here the ICC the ICC I mean they'll probably come here to Chicago and we like I don't know like the teams will might we'll get like, like Real Madrid or something uh maybe with like you know who, who knows they're gonna bring yeah. Um, but I mean that's our show. So we went overtime, no commercial breaks. Again, this is gonna be from now on. Uh, we're only going to podcast. So don't don't forget we're on iTunes for free. Download if you download, subscribe. If you subscribe, leave us a comment. Um, we again schedule wise, we don't know you know which days exactly we're gonna drop at the podcast. Fridays will be more, you know a likely day. Uh, we might drop more than one show. Who knows? Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, th- 
Thank you for listening here on Radio DePaul Sports. It's been great. I so so happy and just so honored that we had this this platform to start. Uh, what was a dream for us here on Radio DePaul, and uh, we'll continue for years to come on the new wave of radio, which is podcasting. So uh, definitely, thank you for listening this week, and uh, don't forget tonight the podcast drops and next week as well. So stay tuned for those. For Zach Holin, Ryan, who's not here, again, congratulations graduating. I'm Juan Pimiento. Stay tuned for the podcast next week, and we'll see you next time.